Hey, Sandals Church Online family. Hey, my name is Morgan, and I'm so excited that you're here watching. I believe that you're here for a reason and that God has something in store for you today. No matter where it is that you're watching from, our hope is that you experience a church and a faith that is real and authentic. That's our exact vision as a church, to be real with ourselves, God, and others. Hey, right now we're gonna head into a time of worship and that can mean singing to God or just thanking him for what he has done. So let's join in worship together all across the world right now.
for singing with us and joining with other voices all over the world. There are so many of you joining right now and we love it. If you have a chat option on your device, say hello, let us know where you're from and send us some emoji love throughout the service. We love to hear from you. And if you're new, introduce yourself by going to sandalschurch.com next. We'll be able to reach out in the next couple of days and get to meet you. One thing that we love here at Sandals Church are our Sandals Church kids. So if you have kids in your household and you want them to experience Jesus and the life change that comes along with faith in Him, we want to come alongside you and provide everything you need. You can watch our kids service and check out other resources for you and your family at kids.sandalschurch.tv. So last weekend, we launched something really exciting called the Growth Path, and it's in the Sandals Church app. This is really our way of walking alongside you as you take steps in your faith. Now is a great time to download our app and check out your personalized growth path and potential next steps. Our app also has a great way to follow along with a message, and that's gonna start right now. Let's hear from Pastor Matt Brown. Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church. So glad you guys are here. Hey, let me just give you an update to last week and just in case you missed it. And let me tell you something, you missed it. I gotta be honest, man, I was super nervous. I didn't know what was gonna happen. You remember uh, a year before we had no one at any campus anywhere. And so I wasn't sure what was gonna happen. But last weekend we had almost 9,200 people attend live. Let's give a hand for that. Absolutely incredible. Also, man, just almost 20,000 of you watched from home around the world. Sandals Anywhere is just going off. Super excited about what God is doing in our church. I mean, COVID may have overwhelmed us, and Christ has risen and he's changing lives. But I gotta tell you something. This is the thing that's the most exciting to me. Um, as your pastor, you know, preaching to the camera like I'm doing right now, I don't always get to see, I, I get to feel and see what God's doing in my spirit as I'm communicating, but I don't get to see and feel it land in your spirit, in your life. And last week, I got to watch in every single service, just people respond to the power of the Holy Spirit, to the proclamation of the gospel. And we had 695 people make decisions for Christ. So think about that. That's incredible. And if, if you were hesitant, because I talked to some people that were like, man, I felt something but I wasn't ready. I want you to know that whenever you're ready, God's ready. And so if that's today and at the end of it, you don't wanna raise your hand, but you wanna say, I believe, I, I trust in Christ and I wanna get baptized, then today is the day for you. 
But I want to talk to you because I know so many people that attend Sandals Church. Religion is new. Christianity is new. And so we're going to talk about something that we do as Christians, and it's called baptism. And some of you are like, well, I thought that was like a kind of church, and it is, but it's also something that's in the Bible. And I want you to understand today, whether you're a Christian that's been baptized, whether you're a new Christian, a brand new baby Christian, and you need to get baptized. I want you to understand the beauty of baptism. It's nothing weird, it's nothing bizarre, it's something absolutely amazing. And so today we're in Romans chapter six, and the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and just so you know, if you feel lost, most of his audience felt lost. They were brand new to Christianity. Uh, the Jews that would have been a part of his church, they, they knew a little something about baptism, but Paul is going to explain it more thoroughly. And so I just wanna challenge you to really say, God, speak to me today and challenge me so that I know, you know what baptism is. And, and, and number two, how, how should I, uh, how, how, how is God calling me to experience this today? And uh, that's maybe to celebrate people who are gonna get baptized, or maybe that's you as an individual saying, you know what, Lord, I've put this off long enough. I don't have an excuse. There's water today. There's a place for me to be baptized. And if you're watching online and Sandals Church anywhere, just, just type in the chat, hey, I wanna get baptized. And we're gonna figure out how to get you and water together, amen, in the name of Jesus. And so we're gonna work that out together, and I believe that, that God's gonna do something special today. So let me pray for you. Let me pray for us that God would just show us, man, that baptism is a beautiful thing. It's an absolutely beautiful thing that, that reveals publicly something beautiful that's taken place in the life and heart of a believer. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for all of us today. God, some of us are so new to Christianity. Uh, we just started believing last week and we're not sure what the next step is. And so today, God, that next step is baptism. If we've given our life to Christ privately, we need to publicly be baptized. And so God, I pray all of us as Christians uh, that know what this is, we wouldn't tune out because this is something that's near and dear to your heart. And God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to those today who maybe they've never been baptized and they need to do that today in the name of Jesus. So bless us, Holy Spirit, unite us together, bring us together, and just help us to understand the beauty of baptism in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's take a look at Romans 6 verses one through 11. You can follow along in the app or you can open your own Bibles. I'm gonna be reading out of the English Standard Version. The Apostle Paul says, what should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Now let's stop there. If nothing's changed in your life, you have to ask if Jesus is in your life. You have to stop there. One of the number one reasons people reject Jesus has nothing to do with Jesus. It's people who claim to know him but don't live anything like him. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may be on? And a lot of you are like, well, I got my get out of jail free card. I can just live however I want. Just like James Bond had a license to kill, you think you have a license to sin. You don't have a license to sin. Jesus Christ has died to give you power over sin. And so we need to change. And so one of the things I want you to look at on your, uh, your apps, is just a thing called the growth path. And what this is gonna do, it's gonna help you to understand where you are as a believer and the steps that you can take to evaluate your life and to say, okay, where do I need to grow? Because so many of you, you have no idea what it means to be a Christian. Some of you think you know, and you're wrong, amen? I mean, like, I love you in the sweetest way possible. You're totally off. Okay, so, but I would check that out and say, God, what is it that you have for me? Because if Jesus wanted you to stay the way you were, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for the way you were. Amen. And so you just, you gotta, you gotta wrestle with that. 
So many people just say today, well, God created me this way. No, he created you to know him and love him and to live like him. And we all have desires. Like we all have things that we struggle with that are not the way God wants us to live. And we need to learn to let those things go. So Paul says, so what should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that may grace may abound? By no means. No means no, amen? No, no. You're not supposed to live like that. And anybody that says, well, I'm forgiven, I can live how I want, they haven't met the forgiver. They don't know Jesus. How can we, Paul says, who died to sin still live in it? See, that's a great question. And that's what we're gonna talk about today in baptism. Baptism is the symbol of your death. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Now, that doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're, that you're aiming for perfection. It's about your direction. Which direction are you headed? Repentance is turning away from where you were, turning from yourself to God. If you're still living for yourself, then you're not living for Jesus. Do you not know, Paul says, that all of us who've been baptized, there's that word, right? It's not just the Baptist, the crazy Baptist. It's in the Bible. Do you all know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death? Baptism is a symbol of your death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might too walk in the newness of life. You see, baptism, we go down with him and we believe that we're gonna be raised with him. This is what it means. Listen to what he says. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. You see, Easter is a picture of your future if you know Jesus. It's not just Jesus that rises, you will rise. Your body will be perfect like his body, amen? My body's gonna be perfect. When you see, when you see me, you're gonna, you're gonna go, wow. Even, even my own wife, she's gonna go, wow. That's incredible. You know, on earth, she's like, eh, you know. But in heaven, yep, that's my man right there. That's my man, okay? We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Now, we're really gonna hit on this. But I pray the Holy Spirit, because I know some of you are wrestling with some dark sins that you haven't been brought to light. Here's the beauty of what Jesus does for us is that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. For some of you right now, sin is everything. When Jesus becomes everything, sin becomes nothing. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe, listen, we believe that we will also live with him. And we know that Christ being raised from the dead, he will never die again. Jesus will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin. And here's the thing, let's stop there. Not for his sin, but for yours. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is, he who knew no sin became sin for us. Once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Here we go, transitioning from Jesus. And that's why baptism is so important. It, we're, we're talking about resurrection Sunday last weekend, and now we're talking about your resurrection. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's what God wants to call you to today. God wants to transform you and change you, but you need to understand the beauty of baptism because some of us call ourselves Christians and we've put this off for far too long. Or some of us 
Unfortunately, we've been raised to misunderstand what baptism is. Like baptism is a beautiful thing. And so unfortunately, as Christians, what does that mean? It means we fight about it. Like we fight about it. That's what we do. God gives us something beautiful and we make it something miserable. That's what Christians do. You know why? Because we're still sinners. We may have been set free from the power of sin, but we still struggle with sin. So baptism, what is baptism? Baptism is a powerful symbol of a spiritual change. Okay? We don't get baptized, right, hoping something happens. I'm going to go under the water and then I'm going to feel something. I'm going to feel something's going to happen. No, 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 no. We get baptized because something already has happened. Okay? You don't get married hoping you fall in love. That's not why you get married. You get married because you are in love. You are in love. And what you're saying is, I love this person so much before my family, my friends, and God, I am committing my life to them. It's a covenantal ceremony where you say, I'm with this person. Baptism's the same thing. It's the way that we publicly marry ourselves to God, okay? We've believed in God, but I gotta tell my friends, I gotta tell my family members. And let me say this, some of you right now, you're living with each other and you say, oh, a wedding's just a wedding and it's just a ring and it's just a piece of paper. No, 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 it's public declaration of their love. And listen to me, ladies, if he won't declare his love for you publicly, then he doesn't love you. And I have to ask, if you're not yet ready to declare your love for Jesus publicly, do you really love Jesus? Because Jesus said, anybody who denies me before men, he says, I will deny you before my father. That's what he says. He's not interested in closet Christians. It can't just be a personal faith. It has to be a public faith. Baptism's a big deal. It's an important thing in the life of the believer. And, and today, as we gather as one church in 13 locations, as one church globally around the world, Baptism is one of those things that just, it's just so essential and it's such a big deal because what we're saying is I'm with God and God's with me. Acts 2.38, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. I want you to circle that word, uh, or maybe you can't circle it, but just underline it in your mind. If you got your Bibles open, just remember that word, repent and be baptized. You see, the change has to occur in me first and then I'm baptized. That's the order. Every one of you in the name of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So here's how we understand baptism at Sandals. And let me say this, not every church agrees with this. Not every church teaches this. This is what we believe at Sandals Church. We believe, then we're baptized, okay? We believe, and then we're baptized. And this is the order that we see. And you gotta know, Sandals Church, some of you didn't know this, but we're, we're, we're a Baptist church. This is our history. And our name originally wasn't Baptist. We were called Anabaptists. What we were accused of was being against baptism. But that's not what we were against. What we believed was, no, 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 you gotta believe, then you're baptized. So that's why, you know, your kids are cute. We love them. They're so cute and cuddly. But we don't dunk them until they're ready to be dunked. Okay, they're your child, but they don't get to become God's child until they choose to be God's child. So Acts 2.41, those who believed, what happened first? They believed. What Peter said, what did Peter say? Peter said the gospel. He shared the gospel. You cannot be saved apart from Christ, whether you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. It doesn't matter. The only way that we can be saved is through faith in Christ. And those who believe that what Peter said, they trusted him, that's what happened to you last week. As I spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke. 
As my words came out, you were touched by the living Jesus. And he touched you and you believed. I can't make you believe. I can't persuade you into the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit touches your life and you believe. They believed and then they were baptized. So they believed, then they were baptized. And they added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Think about that. Like we had that 695 people, man, with microphones and multi-campuses. You know, Peter's standing on some old stones and he gets 3,000 people. It's incredible what God wants to do. And for so many of you guys, you're like, oh, the church is growing too fast. No, we're not growing fast enough. And let me just say this to, to those of you who are struggling. Oh, Sandals is changing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When it becomes all about you, then it's not at all about Jesus. It's not all about Jesus. Do you know the number one concern when you read your Bible is all the Jews are super worried about all these whacked Gentiles coming into the church. We're growing too fast. They're idiots. Yeah, that's why there's room for you and that's why there's room for me in the church. So I want you to understand the beauty of baptism. So we believe, then we're baptized. And some of you today, you're gonna, you're gonna want your kids to be baptized. Look, they gotta believe. They gotta believe and we hold to that. And sometimes parents have a hard time with that, but we don't answer to you parents. We love you. We answer to Jesus. And Jesus has called for believers to be baptized. So next, baptism is, is a physical picture of a spiritual bath. That's what it is. Listen, it's Acts twenty two sixteen, And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling upon his name. Men, I, I, you know, I, there's just something amazing about uh, being a woman in our culture. Not that I know personally, but I experienced this. <laughs> Women, I love you, but you just, you just have more freedom, to be honest. Like, you can just say things. Like, my wife can just say, like, honey, you stink. Like, you smell. Like, like if, if, if I say, if I go, Tammy, hey, come here, come here. You smell. Like, that's going to be an issue. <laughs> but with me, she's like, go shower, be gone. Okay, there's just, there's, there, women are, are just given the gift of honesty. Honey, you smell, your breath, you know. I mean, one of the most beautiful things that happened during COVID is my wife lost all ability to smell. It was wonderful. It was like 60 days of grace, total grace. But now we're, the Lord has healed her once again and we're, well, we're more aware of our odors. But here's the thing is we, always, we don't always know when we stink, right? We're aware when somebody else stinks. I've traveled the world and I have become aware <laughs> of body odors that are uniquely special. You get on a train, somebody's in your face, somebody's pits in your face. Other cultures have different ideas of distance. But I'm aware of others' stench. It's something unusual to become aware of your stench. And so that, that's what happens is, is our sin has reached the nostrils of God and he says, you need a bath. When I was in the military years ago, uh, we, we participated in some war games. We were getting ready. My unit was getting ready to, to go uh, across the world uh, to fight in a battle in, in a place that many people have, have forgotten, Serbia. And we were getting ready and, and we were doing these war games and it was six days, no showers, in the tent. Uh, my unit only had men. There were no women in our unit. And our unit, we, we, you know, we weren't really good. I was a leader, so you understand why. But we were tear gassed. Like some of you have never been tear gassed. I've been tear gassed um, on purpose. It's horrible. So I was tear gassed. Um, then I got captured. Then I was kept up all night long for two days with no sleep. And it was called simulated torture. Okay. 
uh, but they they didn't allow me to to go to sleep. They constantly did. I, it was it was the worst week of my life. But back in the '90s, I know some of you are like, "Oh my gosh, I wasn't born in the '90s." Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. We love you too. But back in the '90s, in the military, you you had to go get paid, and you got a check, and then you had to go to the bank. And so I had been in those war games all week long, not showered, been sweating all day long. I had been tear gassed. I had been simulated, tortured, right? All of these things. It wasn't actual torture. It was simulated, but it still was lame, okay? And I was standing in line to cash my check. And the woman behind me, I don't know her. I never met her before, but she felt free to communicate her disgust for my smell. She said, she said, and I quote, I will never forget it. You are the worst smelling human being I have ever encountered in my life. And I turned to her and I said, just fighting for your freedom. She didn't appreciate that. Right? But man, what happens, what happens when we meet Jesus is he makes us aware of our stench. But what she wanted, right, is she wanted me away. Like, get out of this line. Go away, go bath, and then come cash your check, right? That's the world. That's not God. God says, come to me, you filthy sinner. Like, he doesn't want you out of the line. He wants you in line. Some of you got COVID, man. And, and you know, I, I got to be honest. I was, I was the same way when I found out some of you got COVID. I'm like, oh, really? You know, you, know, you got COVID. You know, like I would step back. But it was like leprosy, Right? As soon as somebody finds out, even like, no, 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 I'm cured. They're still like, oh, that's great. That's great. You know, they're double masking as they speak. Glad you're better, pastor. Now stay over there. But in the ancient world, it wasn't COVID. It was leprosy. And they didn't understand it. But leprosy was this horrible disease where like your nose falls off, your ears falls off, your finger fall off, and eventually you die of this horrible death. And they were considered filthy. When you walked, you had to announce yourself publicly unclean, unclean. You know, Jesus touched lepers and he healed them. Once one said to Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I'm willing. And he touched him. You see, God in his holiness is not afraid of your sinfulness. He's a better savior than you are a sinner. So baptism is a spiritual bath. And again, parents, we force our children to take baths, amen? because they stink. But we don't baptize your children until they know they spiritually stink and they want to be made clean by Jesus. Next, you gotta understand the beauty of baptism. Baptism is a funeral service for sin's power over me. One of the things that you're gonna be made aware of is the harder you try to be good, the more you're going to realize you're bad. You know, people who think they're not that bad, they're not really trying to be good. Once you really try, that's what the Apostle Paul says the law does. He said, when I tried to follow the law, he said, I realized (laughs) I can't. I can't. Listen to me, parents. Some of you feel so guilty. Here's how you know you're a good parent when you feel like you're a bad one. Bad parents think they're, I'm the best parent ever. I gave you a gift once in 1984. You got it a week later after your birthday, but you got it, right? Bad parents don't feel bad. Good parents do. And here's, here's why, parents. Because you know it's not enough. No matter what you try, no matter what you do, you know who feel like the worst husbands? The ones that are trying to be the best husbands. You know who beat themselves up the most about being a mom or being a wife? is the women who are actually trying. 
Like the women that aren't trying, they're like, I don't know what his problem is. He scored, right? I'm the best thing that's ever gonna happen to him, right? I mean, that's how they talk. But we know that when we try, like when we really try, it reveals how far, how far fall, you know, how far away we are from what we wanna be. Romans 6, three through four says this, do you not know that all of you who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into death? Whoa, that's dark. No, 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 no. It's beauty. Listen to what he says. For we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. Why did you have to die? You had to die so you could come alive. So you could come alive. And so the next time you go to a funeral, and, and nobody does open caskets anymore. I don't know why we don't do that. But the next time you go up to the open casket, just wonder, like, I wonder what this person's you know, worried about. Nothing, they're dead. They've been set free from all the worries of life. That's the beauty of death. The beauty of a spiritual death is you've been set free from all of the power of sin. You've been set free. It doesn't own you anymore. You're owned by Jesus. Romans 6, 6 and 7 says this. We know that our old self was crucified with him. Like that, that, that person that you've tried to change, that you've worked on, and it's so frustrating. I would say that Tammy and I's worst fights are over issues that I'm trying to fix. Those have been our worst fights, you know? I mean, she's mad at the underwear on the ground. I'm trying to find it and pick it up. I just don't have the eyes like she does. I'm unable to see it. Like underwear is camo to my eyes. I don't know. It's like, I can't see it. She sees it everywhere. <laughs> but I'm trying, right? Here's why you need Jesus. You can't try. You have to die. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Right now, if you don't know Jesus, sin is everything in your life. Everything in your life. It owns you. For some of you, it's deciding for you. Only Jesus can set you free from that. In order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Listen to this. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Have you died? Have you died to sin? That, that's what baptism is. Listen to me, baptism is a picture of your funeral. You're, we're laying you down in the tomb with Jesus. You are dying to self. Okay, some of you we may need to hold down for a while, amen? <laughs> You're dying to yourself and the picture of you coming up out of the water is the picture of your future resurrection. Listen to me and the present reality that you don't fully understand. Because in Christ, God has declared us righteous, not guilty, not guilty. He's the judge, he gets to decide. And he empowers with the Holy Spirit and it no longer has power over us. Can I just be honest with you guys today? Some of you are in real bondage. Man, you battle addiction, terrible addictions. Some of you are wrestling with a false identity of self. Some of you are overwhelmed by awful feelings and emotions. I appreciate modern medicine. I love all the organizations and institutions that try to help us. 
But some things just need God. Just need God. And I want you to know that some of you, you go to AA every week, and over COVID, you've fallen back into addiction or you've fallen back into using, and you introduce yourself every week as, hi, my name is Matt, and I'm an alcoholic, I'm a sex addict, I'm a drug addict or whatever. Let me tell you something. Jesus wants to change the way you introduce yourself. You see, my name is Matt, and I've been set free from the power of sin by Jesus Christ. I'm not perfect, but I worship the one who is perfect. You see, one of the things that Jesus wants to change in you is your identity. Why do you think the devil is so much at work trying to change the way we see each other? Listen to me, words have power. That's why we fight over pronouns. Words have power. God wants to speak a new word to you. You are no longer a sinner, you're a son. You're a daughter, and he wants to save you. And baptism is a picture of that death, dying to that. It no longer has power over me. I am in the hands of the risen Jesus, the one who defeated death. He can defeat my depression. He can defeat my emotions. He can handle my marriage. He can handle my finances. Why? Because he handled death. And nobody knows how to do that. Nobody. Even your clinician, your doctor, even your counselor needs Jesus. We all do. Only the power of God can break those chains. One of my relatives was a marriage counselor, man. Married five times. You know why that is? Knowing is not enough. You need a baptism. You need a funeral. You need to die to yourself because no amount of information about marriage can save your marriage until you learn to die to yourself. Understanding the beauty of baptism. Baptism unites different people together as Christians. God, doesn't our world need this? Look at all the tension. America is one of the freest places on earth and we're at each other's throats. Baptism is the way that God brings us together. I want to share with you a quick story in Acts 16. It's one of the most beautiful pictures of what the power of the risen Jesus can do. We have the Apostle Paul and Silas, and I know some of you guys don't know these guys, but these were some of the first church planters, the first missionaries in the Christian movement traveling around the Roman Empire telling people about Jesus. Well, they were arrested and thrown in jail. They were beaten for sharing the gospel because they refused to shut up. You see, they thought your soul was more important than their health. And so they preached the gospel and they were thrown into jail. And in chapter 16, verse 25, it says around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. Let me tell you something. If I was in jail, I'd be crying. I'd be crying. Okay? I'm cute and vulnerable. I'd be very afraid. Around midnight, Paul and Silas, they're praying and singing. I'd be crying. God, what is going on? They're praying and singing. Hymns to God. And the other prisoners are listening. Isn't that amazing? And I want you to know, listen to me, my complaining Christians, people are listening. And some of you on God, well, on the day of judgment, man, there's gonna be a whole section that's just about your whining and complaining. 
You're like, well, I had to wait in line at Starbucks way too long this week. The Lord is testing me. These guys are in jail. I clearly said, soy in my latte. What's happening, right? They'd been really tested. Suddenly, suddenly there's a massive earthquake. There's a massive earthquake. And we all appreciate this, amen, in Southern California, where we, where we live right now in Riverside, you hear it, amen, before you feel it. It just, just so you know, some of you guys are out of sandals anywhere in the South. You're like, and that's why I'm not moving to Southern California. Okay, you guys got storms, man. Your wind is crazy. Here it's our earth. But man, I'm telling you, the, 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 there'll be a boom. And Tammy and always look at each other because you don't know. You don't know, like, is it, what, what's going to happen? And your fear is that things are going to shake so bad stuff starts moving. Well, let me tell you something. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. They're in a prison of stone which means you're gonna die. The prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors immediately flew open. Something spiritual's happening here. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. That's weird. And the jailer woke up to see the prison doors were wide open and he assumed the prisoners had escaped and so he drew his sword to kill himself. And here's why. Under, under Roman law, if you allowed a prisoner to escape, whatever their punishment was going to be, you got. And he says, I'm going to kill myself. But Paul shouted to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. This is what's interesting. He says, we're all here. Not just Paul and Silas, but all the prisoners who've been listening to this worship. You see, everybody has a sense that God's doing something. Something's happening. And the jailer called for the lights Let's be honest, the torches. You know, he didn't flick a switch. And the jailer, you gotta love the NLT sometimes. You just turn on the lights. It's 2,000 years ago, light a torch. The jailer called for the lights and ran into the dungeon and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Here's the change, watch this. So we have a police officer, a Roman soldier, a powerful person, he's in charge of a whole prison. He falls before the feet of the prisoners. He brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. You see, I think this was a family business. This was bad news for the whole family. Everybody's going to die because pops ran the prison. And they were in trouble. And they shared the word of the Lord with them and all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of night, listen to this, the jailer cared for them. You see, something's changed. Their status is no longer prison guard and prisoner. There's an equality here. We like to talk about equity, right? There's only one that can make things equitable and his name is Jesus because he levels the playing field. The jailer cared for them and he washed their wounds and then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and he set a meal before them and his entire household rejoiced. Why? Because they all had believed in God. You see, baptism is the great equalizer. We have a prison guard, a prison captain, who's being baptized by a prisoner. Some of you don't understand why baptism is so important. 
1 Corinthians 12, 13 says this, some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But listen to this, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share in the same spirit. Look at our culture, look at our world. Look at the racial tensions, look at the economic divide. Look at the tensions between men and women. Look at all of these issues. Despite all of our modern inventions, despite all of our technology, we are still struggling with the same things humans did 2,000 years ago. We can't get along. But the Holy Spirit says, through the power of baptism, you're all, you're all sinners and you all have to be immersed. Every single one of you. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter, right? We are all a part of the family of God. We are one because baptism says, you're not better, you're not better, you're not better. We're all the same. Like everywhere else in the world, right? They got gold members and platinum members, okay? At Sandals Church, we're all like wooden members, amen? <laughs> like we're poor because of the cross. In the world, they rank everybody. In the church, we rank nobody, nobody. When I come to your campus, and, and if you're at Sandals anywhere, I don't know if I'll ever come to your house, but that'd be fun. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, I always like to be in the lobby. And so many of you, you're so shocked, you're so surprised. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're in the lobby. Well, where else would I be? That's where the people are. Where would Jesus be? In the lobby. Look, the day and age I think I shouldn't be in the lobby is the day and age that I've forgotten about Jesus. We're all the same. We're all the same. Right now, I'm wearing this jacket. I showed up to preach this, and like, hey, I want to know about your jacket. So I'm wearing this jacket in Chanel's. She's a beautiful black woman, right? Because I make it masculine. Bam! Beautiful black woman. I'm wearing her jacket. I say, can I borrow that? She says, of course. She's a woman. I'm a man. She's black. I'm white. We're all one in the body of Christ. One in the body of Christ. And I make this look good. Amen, Chanel? Come on now. But we're together in this. And when I asked if I could wear it, she, she, she didn't even think about it. Of course. And I'm going to give it back to her all sweaty and gross. Because I'm a stinky man. I apologize. When I get fired up, I get a little sweaty. But listen to me. Baptism brings us together. And some of you are going to run off today because you did your church. And you're going to run home. And you're not going to watch your brothers and sisters in Christ get baptized. And maybe that's because you forgot what baptism symbolizes. This total stranger of a different color, of a different gender, of a different, different socioeconomic bracket is now your brother and sister in Christ. And as you are bound to Jesus, you are bound to them. Okay? And look, we gotta remember this as a church. Last week, Easter was great. We're only about 40% of our attendance is back. We're about 100% in complaints, amen? <laughs> complaints are right back. But we need to understand the beauty of baptism. Last point, baptism is the first step of obedience in my new way of life. If you're not ready for baptism, maybe you're not ready for Jesus. Do you know Jesus was baptized? And he didn't have to. Like, if there's one guy, like, he didn't need it. He's perfect. You're a perfect disaster. 
I'm a perfect disaster. Jesus was baptized by John. And the Bible says, when Jesus came up out of the water, it's why we baptize by immersion. Baptize is a word that means to immerse, to dip under and to come out. That's what the word means. As he came out, the Holy Spirit fell and God spoke and he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Baptism is beautiful because God blesses it. He's blessed it. It's a beautiful thing. Romans 6, 4 says this, we were buried, for, buried therefore with him by baptism. Right? I wear this ring on my finger because it says Tammy and I are one. It's a symbol of our love and commitment to each other. Baptism is a symbol of your love and commitment to Jesus. I've died with him. I've died with him. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in a newness of life. Baptism says I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm going forward with Jesus. So many of you, you're like, I don't know what to do as a Christian. So let's start with baptism. Let's start with baptism. God is never going to bless a Christian life of disobedience. He's called us to be baptized. What must I do? What must I do? They asked Peter when he proclaimed the gospel. Repent and believe and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. In a new way of living. A new way. And we as Christians, we're, we're no longer black, white, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat. We're followers of Jesus Christ, trying to live for him and please him. So let me ask you today, what's preventing you from being baptized? You say, well, I don't have the clothes. We can work with that. We can work with that. Well, where's the water? They'll show you. If you're watching online, we'll make it happen. You don't need excuses. What you need is obedience. And then what you need to do is you, you need to look at the growth path on your app. Say, Lord, where else might I need to change? Because God sent his one and only son to die on the cross so you could have the power to change. And let me tell you something. The reason God wants you to change it's not because he hates you, it's because he loves you. That's why he wants you to change. You see, the world will lie to you because they don't love you. They love their ideas about you. They say, just stay the way you are. If God wanted you to stay the way you are, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die. So let me just pray for you right now. Are you a Christian and you've been putting off baptism for far too long? Are you one of the 695 last weekend that gave their lives to Christ? Are you somebody today that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you? And you realize you need to repent of your sins. And you realize that you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to call upon him to be saved. If you've done that, then you are ready to be baptized. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. We got water. Jesus Christ has given you the word. It's up to you. Let me close by praying just for you that the Holy Spirit would speak to you about whatever next step you need to take today.
but we're ready to baptize you if you're ready to be baptized today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just give us the confidence to know if we believe in you. And if we believe in you, we need to go public today through baptism. And God, let us as a church not run away to all the things that we had planned, but let us celebrate our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us celebrate them today being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, publicly declaring their repentance and their faith in Jesus Christ. God, let us celebrate that today forever because that's what you've called us to do, to cheer on sinners who've been saved. Lord, bless us today, be with us today, and let us celebrate all these believers who are stepping out in obedience. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. I love that we're all in this place of learning how God wants us to live this life that he's called us to. The Christian life is a journey and the learning seriously never stops. Pastor Matt mentioned that baptism is not only a step in the life of a follower of Jesus, but that even Jesus himself set an example for us by being baptized. If you're ready to get baptized, we are ready for you. Right now, you can go to move.sc baptism and let us know that you wanna be baptized. And get this, no matter where you are in the world, we can help facilitate baptism for you to happen remotely. In fact, two months ago, we held a remote baptism for Luis and Dulce. They were baptized right in the home of their Sandals Church premarital counselors, and Pastor Jeff, our online campus pastor, walked them through that whole experience. Next weekend, we will be holding remote baptisms, and we want you to be a part of them, no matter where you are or what time zone you're in. I just want to encourage you, if you feel God prompting you to take this next step, don't wait. Invite your friends and your family to be a part of this experience and sign up right now at move.sc slash baptism or by going through the growth path in the Sandals Church app. As Pastor Matt shared at the start of his message, last weekend for Easter, there were so many people that joined us to celebrate. Overall, we had well over 28,000 people check out Sandals Church and over 19,000 of them joined us right here online. We also had 695 people throughout Sandals Church raise their hands and say that they want to follow Jesus. We are so excited to celebrate that all together. God is so clearly moving and it's just beautiful to get to be a part of it with you. So much of this momentum that happens at Sandals Church is because you give. God is taking our efforts and our faithfulness and helping people know and choose Jesus because of them. If you're someone that gives and we wanna say thank you, Thank you for partnering and how God is working here. If you would love to help more people like Dulce and Luis find Jesus and take next steps in their faith, then you can give online or at give.sc or on our app. We hope that your time with Sandals Church today has been great. And I look forward to again, worshiping, learning, and taking next steps together as we try to follow Jesus. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll see you again soon.